Hey, we are so thankful you're tuning in to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Before we get going today, I want to ask you to go to our exciting new website, rjdpodcast.com. Go ahead and scroll down and subscribe to the email list. This will ensure that every time a new podcast release, you will get a reminder and a link uh, to the podcast uh, uh, straight to your inbox. In this era of cancel culture and censorship, we want to make sure we can still get our message straight to you. We are so thankful you're joining us today. Please enjoy this week's Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We're committed each week to bringing the Lordship of Jesus Christ to real life, like right where we live. And, and you know, that is something I so appreciate about the Christian worldview is it's it's about as real as it gets, you know. Uh, when I try to think of how to face life, how to deal with the complexities of life, how to have a compass, a guide, a roadmap uh, to truth and to the fullness of life, I'm grateful that we have a biblical worldview to guide us. And uh, you know, I was just talking with my daughter last night. Uh, she was watching a video on for one of her homework assignments, and and uh, and we were talking about the difference between uh, bad ideas you know, and racial things. In other words, people don't experience bad stuff because of the color of their skin. People experience bad stuff because of the content of their ideology or their worldview, you know. So whether it's poverty or whether it's it's uh, a host of other things in this world, they can be attributed not to, to race. Uh, it's not that China, the Chinese or the uh, Anglos or the Blacks or the Hispanics are, that are inherently bad. It's that what what is our worldview and what and how does our worldview fit reality? And I think that's so important. So we had a we had a wonderful father daughter discussion on that in our home, and that's what this podcast is is dedicated to. Every week is again attacking bad ideas because bad ideas lead us away from truth and lead us into bad places. And so we're, we got a lot to talk about today. But but uh, anyway, we've been encouraging people to uh, go to our website because we have a brand new website. Brand tell, new tell website. us about that. Yeah, I mean, for those who haven't checked it out, you know, you heard the little pre, pre-video uh, push we were trying to make is rjdpodcast.com. And basically... The Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. The word podcast.com. Uh, and the purpose for this website really is so that um, when we're anticipating the possible censorship of, our, of this podcast... <laughs> Not uh, us! We're nice people. Yeah, we're so nice. Why would anyone want to censor us uh, on Facebook or YouTube? When we're not stupid, though. We yeah. we do see, unless we experience a great awakening in America see today, the we, we the see wall. the handwriting on the yeah. wall. So we want to be smart. Um, so we want to have a centralized hub. Um, and all the people who subscribe to this to to our YouTube channel or subscribe or you know to to the Facebook page can find this on a regular basis. So that means people can go back and listen to our archived uh, podcast. Yeah. So whether you're at the Y working out or going for a long walk in this beautiful weather outside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, as we're doing this podcast today. It is the middle of April and it is snowing here in Indiana. So yeah. welcome to Northwest Indiana. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, it's convenient. We can go yeah. back. You can you can re-listen to something. We've heard other people say, "Man, I need to go back and hear that quote or hear that point or whatever." Yeah. So. and that's all <clears throat> available right now on you know um, on Apple, iTunes, whatever you call it, iTunes and Google Play and stuff like that. But again, the the, the we want our website to be a hub for 
in case we get censored. So they're like, where do we find this podcast? Where do we find the newest right. subscription? So, so they can, and I think I did this already. I scrolled down to the very bottom and there's a, a button you can click on yeah. to give your email address. You subscribe to that website in which every time a new podcast is posted, you should get an email saying, hey, we have a new podcast. Click on this link. And right now we're all on YouTube. Um, our videos upload on YouTube. But if anything ever happens to our channel because of this, uh, we will upload our videos to other uh, yeah. other networks. Uh, but uh, where you find us and where you where, where our central hub is is at the rjdpodcast.com. So. And that's probably a great lead into what we're talking about because we, we talked the last podcast about free speech and about the current uh, attack on our liberties and really the, the, and we use this term properly, there is a cultural revolution that is being uh, pushed upon the American people right now. Yeah. Uh, people have made the comment like they feel like they're living in a parallel universe. What happened to America? You know, these are all kind of questions where people are saying, obviously, there is a very clear ideology that is being pushed that is not uh, what we're used to. And when we talk about that, what we're used to, what we're really talking about is there's a full assault on the Judeo-Christian worldview, which is the underpinnings of Western civilization and the very foundation of what America is. It is, it is, the, it is the intellectual foundation of our form of government, of our form of jurisprudence, and a host of other things in America. All of that uh, stems from a Judeo-Christian biblical worldview um, that uh, lays that foundation. And so that's why we're experiencing these crazy ideas, uh, crazy violence, crazy attacks on America, outright hatred for our country. Yeah. Uh, there's no shame about it, just outright hatred for, for America, who we are, our history, uh, to the exclusion of the unbelievable good and the exceptionalism that is part of the American history in terms of blessing the nations of the world. We don't hear any of that today. So we want you to know this This is a very well-planned, intentional effort. This is not just as you're watching the news and all that. Realize people are taking advantage of certain situations to push a different narrative, a different idea about what America should be. And these are diametrically opposed realities. There, there is no coming together. Uh, when you start with two two opposite premises mm -hmm. and you come together, uh, there is no common ground. Uh, yeah. And that's why people make need to make sure, especially Christian people, we're always the ones that are wanting to come and, hey, how can I, you know, accommodate you? How, how can I uh, make sure I don't hurt your feelings mm -hmm. or whatever? It's like when, when you are up against people whose views are diametrically opposed to the scriptures and to truth uh, and who actually hate the Bible, who hate Christ, who hate the church, who hate what you and I stand for, there is no coming together uh, amicably in some form of compromise. Well, I had this great discussion with with uh, my mom the other day, and we're talking about sources of how you get sources of news. And I somehow I uh, um, have since the election kind of weaned off basically yeah. all legacy traditional mainstream, whatever you want to call it, everything. Yeah. And I, I follow just a few people on, on Telegram, and that's kind of my source of news and source of what's happening in the nation. I, I don't spend a lot of time on it, but that's kind of what I do. And she was just like, well, how do you know those guys are true? How do you know what they're reporting is true? Good question. Those are good questions she's sure. asking. I said, I don't know. But what I do know is, is at the very least, 
these guys somewhat share my value. At the very least, these guys who I'm following do not hate me or mock me for my Judeo-Christian values. And I said, let me ask you, how do you know whatever channel you watch is reporting the, the truth? You don't know either. Just because they're legacy and they're on TV doesn't mean they're true, as we learn over and over again how much of that is propaganda. Now, what I do know is those people openly mock your faith, yeah. openly despise our traditional Judeo-Christian values. Right. So that's what all we know. Outside of that, you're like, well, what is true? What is not true? I mean, let's talk about Project Veritas and just the, the videos that push all over. That's been talking about these. Yeah, about these the words like directly out of people's mouths. Do we believe that what they're saying is true? And if, if that's the case, then we've got these Planned Parenthood videos exposing the selling of aborted babies' body parts right. for money. We've got the, the Project Veritas exposing uh, a... a you got a director who openly said, we're pushing propaganda. We are pushing for this agenda. You know? So when it, as we say, when it comes straight from the horse's mouth, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're either left to believe that someone's uh, doing voiceovers or something or that yeah. that's really what they believe. And obviously a person who sees it with your own eyes, you realize uh, these people have been caught red-handed. Right. And I like what you said, why in the world are we watching news from a source that hates you, hates your values, hates, hates Christianity? You know, you, you brought up a good point. What's truth? Well, what's truth is the word of God. You start with the scriptures, and then you should look for honest reporting uh, that, that presents the facts in an honest, straightforward, non-biased way. Uh, and that corresponds with, with the word of God as far as where they land on the issues. You know, I get so frustrated. Every morning my, my news feed pops up on my phone. And I will go and I will look at the headlines. Every stinking headline, every stinking headline is twisted and propagandized to yeah. make to make what is like common sense from a Judeo-Christian worldview, it makes what we believe look like we're from Mars. I guess I I would love some some one of these episodes. We'll just pull them up and we'll just read them because it just ticks me off how you could call something is as black as black can be and you call it white. Something is as evil as evil can be and you call it you call it virtuous. But that's what the media does every single day, and I believe sometimes even unknowingly because that's just their worldview. They have a diametrically opposed worldview, and they what we would consider to be truth, they call a lie. What we call virtue, they call evil. Well, I, oh, <laughs> you got to liberate yourself from the, from, from those news feed because I have because I'm just like you know what when I wake up in the morning I don't I don't need someone to call me. It's like waking up morning. Hey, I everyone, am liberated. Everyone's saying, hey, you're a moron. You're a bigot. You're horrible. You're you're moron. I'm like I don't need all that. <laughs> I don't need all that in the morning. But who but, needs friends yeah. like that? But see see I. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think be, just I think there's an a, a insidious side to even to some of that. Because I believe there are some people who some some people in the news media who are like they truly believe they are doing good. They truly are some. I and they might be different from me, but they truly have good faith. In good faith, they're trying to promote the news. I, I believe the Marxists called those people useful idiots. Yeah, but they, I they think, actually they're actually deceived enough to think that what they're peddling is really good. Well, for the I think planet. there's a small group of that, but again, it's shown by some of these undercover videos. You got people who will say things in private they would never say in public. They have agenda. They're pro proposing something, but they would never do it in public. And I I think for some of these people know they're acting in a wicked manner, and they're okay with that. 
they're okay with being wicked. See, this to me is, is the difference right. between some people with good faith doing the best they can versus someone who says, no, this is illegal. This is wrong. We're getting so much trouble for this. I don't know why I keep pushing for these COVID numbers to go up because it makes our rating better, but we want to keep pushing it. I mean, these are from these technical directors who are saying this. Yeah. They know it's wrong. But they're like, you know what? We're in this world. We're making money. This is our world now. This is what we're going to do. To right. me, that's called wickedness. And in all these, you know, ideologies that drive revolutionary, you know, agendas, lying is viewed as a virtue if it supports the ultimate end. So the end justifies the means. Yeah. So, so to fudge, to lie, to to attack, to to vilify. Uh, it's all part of the good because it leads to a greater good. Well, that, that's the way these people. Is elitism view? Yeah. You, 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 you peasants. You, you are know, we normal people? We're peasants. We're <laughs> we normal non-Ivy leaguers. You know, non-highly educated. We're, we're from the flyover state. Yeah, flyover state. You guys don't know what's good for y'all. <laughs> Let us intellectual and our ivory towers tell you how it's really done. Yeah. How it's really yeah. done. You know, and that that elitism offends me on a deep level. I need to pray. I need to ask the Lord for 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 more for mercy and well, righteous anger is not such a bad <laughs> yeah, thing. It, actually, it insults me because it it's actually just like, motivates no, us to action. Don't tell me how to raise my kids. I know to raise my kids pretty good. You don't need to tell me how how I'm gonna raise my kids. What? Let's put our kids together. See, you don't you need know? somebody in an ivory tower in New York City to come out with the latest, greatest uh, th yeah. theory on how to raise your kids. How to raise your kids, how to tell, how to discipline, how to love my kids. No, I, I can do that on my own. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. In fact, mind your own business. They're not your kids anyway. Yep. Anyway, we, we talked about last week. We kind of <laughs> ended with, um, with three ingredients to a cultural revolution. Uh, and this came from Erwin Lutzer, uh, and I really appreciate his insight. He said, you need three things. Number one, you, you need the triumph of ideology over science and reason and civil liberties. We are seeing that. We, we highlighted that last episode, but we're seeing that right now. You got to re recruit people who are willing to advance the revolution of anarchy in the name of justice and equality. And I want to get into that today. And finally, you must silence all dissident voices. Um, we talked about how the radical left really hates liberty because liberty means you and I have the right to share an opposition viewpoint. In fact, we talked about last week how uh, any kind of opposition, oppositional narrative is silenced. I just saw one of our friends posted on a, on a Facebook page a, a report from a reputable peer study that showed from a scientific medical community that showed that wearing a mask is absolutely worthless. Now we get into the mask debates, right? Yeah. The point is, that was this is a peer-reviewed study. It, it met all the requirements of legitimate scientific research, but you never heard any of that. In fact, when the author tried to to produce it or, or put a link, it was banned from Twitter and all these kinds of things. So my point is, again, yeah. why, why are they afraid of dialogue. Why are they afraid of discussion? It's because when you're in a revolution, you have to silence all opposition voices uh, because it's just the, the the narrative that matters, the single yeah. narrative. And and so when it comes to the second point, you're recruiting people who are willing to advance a rev the revolution of anarchy. Notice in the name of justice and equality. Have you ever noticed that the left always comes up with these little slogans uh, that you know, equality, or, or I, I love the last time, it, it was uh, when they were on the streets, uh, it was no justice, no peace, or something like that. So, in other words, we justified last summer the burning down of entire neighborhoods 
in the name of, well, you didn't give us justice, so now we're going to wreak havoc on the community. And, um, and so you take a little slogan and you turn it into mass destruction, but somehow it's justified because of the language that you use. Mm-hmm. So no justice. Well, we do have justice. We have the best justice system in the world. Is it, is it per- perfect? No, it's not perfect. No system in a fallen world is perfect. But it is the best system that we have. It's, it's peer-driven. It's, the, it's jury, right? It's judge. It's the rule of law. I mean, it's the best that we have. And so people sit down and go through that process. And sometimes you get to the end of that process and you don't like the outcome. But the fact of the matter is none of us, you and I included, sat through that whole trial. None of us got to hear all the evidence that was presented. And certainly the media only only puts forth the evidence, again, that fits the narrative. So they create their whole narrative, and then they own, they cut, they paste, and actually they create propaganda to to only enforce what they want us to see. We're outraged, but we're not sitting in that courtroom. We're not listening to all the facts. We're not listening to the details on both sides, and we weren't given the authority to make that decision. But regardless of whatever the decision was, we're going to burn the city down if justice, meaning what we want, didn't happen. Yeah. And we're seeing this happen on and on. And then just recently, this, this should concern us because our representatives who should know better and should be working towards peace, isn't that what Joe Biden said? He wanted to heal America. <laughs> well, one of Joe Biden's uh, folks, uh, Representative Maxine Waters. Now, mind you, she is a representative from California. Yeah. Why in the world she is showing up in the streets of Minneapolis to to uh, stir things up is beyond me. But that's exactly what she did, and this is what happened. She first of all she's she's there to protest uh, the police. She wants to get rid of the police, but she asked for a police detail to protect her while she was there advocating the complete just dissolution of. Law enforcement and police. I bet all the police officers America. are like fighting over that job, right? Oh my gosh! So this is the short straw time. The hype of hypocrisy, and you and I talk about there's a there's a word for this, and we and, and I'm getting educated on all these terms uh, as uh, I'm sure most Americans are, but it's called gaslighting. Yeah, gaslighting is when the experts, right, say stuff that's so outrageous that we look at one another. And like, go, did they just say that? So let me give you an example. So for instance, when, when a person who who is able-bodied and sound in mind, at least you think they are, says something as outlandish as we just need to get rid of police departments. Like from a Judeo-Christian perspective, would you have a problem with that? Yeah, and why? A little bit. Well, because <laughs> I know human nature. <laughs> so is human human nature yeah. is not good yeah. and wonderful and the utopian dream is not a true true thing based on human nature. We need accountability. There's sin. There's 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 wrongs. So by know? nature, people hurt other people, steal other people's things, yeah. burn down people's accountability property. Accountability needed for pushback. I mean, I I mean, I was in the educational system. I see that. So so here's what yeah. we're trying to say. But this is this is one of the big forks in the road, okay? Yeah. The other side's ideology says that the problems lie outside of ourselves, that, that people do bad things because they live in bad communities or they're surrounded by evil people or, or evil institutions, right? But the Judeo-Christian worldview says, no, I could be in a perfect environment. It's called the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And I can still lie and cheat and steal and kill. 
because of sin and because of, of brokenness. And so once again, we fail to hold people accountable for the choices that they're making, and we and we blame governments, parties, we, we blame economics, capitalists, whatever, police uh, for the problems that they're trying to deal with in their community instead of holding the individual person responsible. So they'll say something as, we get back to gaslighting, they say something as stupid as we need to ban uh, police. And then we're sitting here going that the evening news is full of crime reports. In fact, all these communities that got this enlightened idea of banning police Crime in those communities is skyrocketing, so much so that the average person is afraid to even be able to go out on the streets. Um, people are having to police themselves. Like, what happens if a mob shows up in front of your house? What are you yeah. going to do? If, if there's no police to protect you and your property and your children and your family, then who's going to protect them? Well, yeah. you better protect yourself, uh, which is why we argue for the Second Amendment and the right to, to bear arms. So that was one example. But here's another example of gaslighting. Um, the ACLU came out with a statement uh, saying, men can have periods. Now, have you ever had a period in your life? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Uh, okay, yeah, I haven't either. And last time I checked, I don't know of any. Nor will I was try to relate and say, oh, I understand how you're feeling to oh, someone yeah. who does, because yeah, I'm not no, saying that. No, no, last time I checked, males don't have ovaries, and, uh, and men are different than women. And yet, here you got the ACLU. You know, a, a group that, that prides itself in fighting for people's rights. These are a bunch of lawyers, a bunch of well-educated lawyers, I might add godless and, and not operating from a Christian worldview, that have the audacity to offend your sensibilities by suggesting that men have periods. Everybody in their right mind knows this is stupid, and yet they'll, they will slap you in the face with that, and you're, you, as you're seeing the stars going around your head, you're going, wait, did they just say that? And the purpose of gaslighting is to destabilize you, is to get you wondering, well, maybe what I believe isn't right. Maybe, yeah. what, I, maybe what I believe isn't quite accurate. But we, yeah. all, we all know. I mean, this is just like basic biology, which goes back to our first point. You know, they, this, these ideologies fly in the face of science and reason and everything else. So we're standing here. Or how about um, global warming? Have you ever heard an intelligent discussion on the national media about the opposition to global warming and why the, the, the fake science behind global warming uh, and the con big control grab behind global warming? You'll never hear that. But if you even suggest that you don't believe in man-made, man-caused global warming, you are looked at as an absolute idiot. And if, you're, if you have a, a degree and you're teaching at a university, public university, man, you're gonna, you, you will be canceled. Yeah. I mean, you can lose your job over stuff like that. So here we have Maxine Waters, and this is what she's saying. In the streets of, of Minneapolis, as we all know, we have a, a big trial going on right now. We have a lot of racial uh, uh, sensitivity and yeah. tension going on right now. What should we be doing as leaders? Should we be throwing gasoline on the fires of racial unrest? I don't think so, but that's exactly what Representative Waters did. Here's what she said, I quote, we gotta stay on the streets. We've gotta get more active. We gotta get more confrontational. This is the same woman who said, whenever you saw somebody from the previous administration out in public, gather a crowd. Gather a mob. Go tell them they're not wanted here or anywhere. I mean, this is volatile kind of uh, language. She says, make sure they mean business. We cannot go away. We've got to demand justice. There's that term again, justice, without any definition of what justice is. 
We've got to make sure they know that we mean business. Now, what does that, if you're out there in the, in the mob on the streets, what does that mean if someone's telling you we have to make sure they know, I don't know who's they, that we mean business? That sounds to me like a, like a threat. That sounds to me like, how, how do I communicate? If I say, Andrew, don't mess with me, yeah. I mean business. If I said that to you yeah. personally. In this context, in a volatile culture, that sounds like physical violence. I mean, that's can easily be interpreted to all those different things. You know, and with all this junk that are thrown around with like, you're inciting violence, we're going to cancel you because you mentioned this and this could lead to violence here. I mean, there's a double standard because she says all those different things and there's no pushback on on, on, in a different culture, she might have said those things rhetorically, but in our current culture today, man, you have to apply the same standard people use for President Trump or who any any other conservatives to her, and let's see what you get. She should, she would have been canceled if she was a conservative. Absolutely. In a second. In a second. In fact, she was the one arguing that anybody that was associated with the capital violence, and especially President Trump and whatever comments he made, or anybody that stood up to defend election integrity. Yeah that those people should be canceled. They're gone. They should be removed from office. And yet here she is in the midst of a powder keg situation where we should be striving for peace. Um, uh, they're basically saying, again, no justice, no peace. There, it's, the, it's the propagandistic terms uh, for the good of the people. You hear these things over and over again. And uh, the purpose of propaganda is really to change our perception of reality in such a way that we become impervious to facts we become impervious to scientific proof, and we become impervious to common sense. It doesn't. It doesn't like I can't sit down and reason with you when your when your passions are inflamed. Yeah. Uh, if it's all about you know outrage and and burn the system down, you cannot sit and talk to that person who's in that state of mind. Right. And in fact, that's what the left wants. They they're not looking for reason debate. They're looking for radical. Uh, overturn of the current system. And in fact, you've heard some of these folks say, burn it down, burn it down. Yeah. The problem is the mob never has any idea about what they're going to replace the burned down <laughs> yeah, system burn down. with. Mob violence has been used historically over and over again to, to push agenda. And, and mob violence has never led to life. It's never led to peace. It's led, you know, this is gaslighting. Wait, somehow if I burn down uh, a, a, a small business who has nothing to do with anything that happened with George Floyd or show hats. He's just trying to own his own business. Somehow burning down this small business who might be owned by minorities is bringing more justice to the situation. That's That to me is gaslighting because it's like, wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. This guy is completely innocent. It has nothing to do with anything. He just wants to operate his own business. But we're going to burn his savings and his, his, his hard work down and call it justice. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a height of injustice. Yeah, that's a height of injustice. That, all that does is make everything worse. And But we rationalize and we justify under this cover of justice, which makes no sense. And when people say, well, no, that's just you know, whatever it is, I, I'm like, I feel like gaslighted because in my mind it makes no sense. No, so, and it doesn't make sense. And that's what it says, that the whole, the whole focus of these movements is that it, they're impervious to common sense. It's like, why would you burn your neighborhood to the ground? How does that help you? Yeah. You just burn the gas station down, the bank down, you just burn the the uh, McDonald's down, the Target down. The whole the whole city's up in flames. How does that help your cause? That yeah. does not help your cause. That that sends your cause backwards. And yet somehow the, these folks are actually encouraged to do that. I saw another blogger saying uh, that 
the burning cities down, the destruction of pri people's private property, livelihoods, lives themselves, is absolutely justified uh, in the face of of, uh, of the cause for justice. You know, uh, and again, it makes no sense. I mean, that, that to me is gaslighting. It's saying something that's totally crazy to the normal person. Anyway, I don't care your per political pers uh, persuasion or your background. Any normal person will hear that and be like, that's crazy. And you have a supposedly influencer saying, no, that's normalized. That's normalized that perspective. That to me is absolutely gaslighting. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not you know, putting labels on anybody that disagrees with us. We'd be guilty of the same thing. But history speaks. And when you, when you look at it, and I love history. That's part of why I love history. When you look at revolutionaries, whether they were on the communist side, um, uh, like Mao or, or uh, uh, who's our other, Stalin, or whether you're on the fascist side, like folks like, like Hitler. Like here's a great yeah. example of Hitler. This is what Hitler said, I'm, and I'm quoting. By clever and persevering use of propaganda, even heaven can be represented as hell to people. And conversely, the most wretched life <laughs> can be represented as paradise. Uh, every person who's driving the agenda realizes the importance of words and the importance of truth or misinformation yeah. and with with words and we've seen this whether it's you know you look at at uh, at the, the the abortion issue which is another it, you read the headlines that infuriate you but but here here's the slogans that are used by the pro-abortion folks to advance their cause they if you're against the taking of innocent human life now you are quote at war with women yeah you know, you're, this candidate is declaring war against women. What did I do? I just, I just made a stand for life. Yeah, even though the candidate might be a woman. Yeah, might be a woman. She's, yeah, yeah she's declaring war on herself. I yeah, guess. Right. No, that's a great point. Um, Pro-abortion activists, uh, act, activists are simply, um, or advocates, I mean, are simply protecting women's health. You've heard that before. Protecting, but we ask the question again: protecting which woman's health? The woman or the little girl inside of her womb? Yeah. We never get there. Uh, they sponsor acts called Reproductive Health Act, which is actually giving people the right to kill and to not reproduce. Right. So it, it, these are these are slogans that are right. vacuous in their terms of their meaning. They're many times the opposite of what they mean. Um, the, the Reproductive Health Act, which legally protect a woman's quote right to make her own health care decisions, right up to the point of the infant's birth. And this is what gets me. Politicians often speak in being favor of a woman's right to choose, but they never finish the sentence. A woman's right to choose what? what? Yeah. And see, we don't finish the sentence because the finishing of the sentence is an indictment of our own lack of morality and our own lack of value and our own lack of truth. Because what we're saying is a woman's right to kill her own child. And who in the world would publicly say that without being ashamed of what just came out of their mouth. Yeah. But that's that's the way these revol revolutions are, are driven. Any kind of diversity of opinion is demonized. And uh, and I like what they do. They I don't like what they do, but I like seeing what they do. They drum up hate for the opposition. And then the other side is fear, hate and fear, two of the devil's biggest uh, tactics. So I'm going to demonize the opposition. This happened in Nazi Germany with the Jews. Uh, it's happening in America right now uh, with conservatives. We're being called, you know, folks that are anti-democracy, right, or some stuff like that. Uh, anti-freedom of choice. Uh, we're oppressors. 
uh, we're haters, we're bigots. So we use language to create a hatred for those who disagree with us. And then we create fear because this is the cancel culture. Anybody who seeks to speak out against the mass hysteria of the, of the common movement, right? Uh, the media-driven movement. Uh, anybody who speaks out, you're going to lose your job, your livelihood, you know, um, your status in the community. And so people self-censor uh, and, and they just choose to stay out of the game. And as we said before, the, the few courageous voices that have the, the bravery to open their mouths and speak, those are the ones that get attacked. And, uh, and that's why I just want to encourage our, our viewers and, and those of you who profess Christ. You know, it was, it was Martin Niemöller, uh, the German pastor, who, and I'm not going to be able to get the quote exactly right, but he said, you know, when they came for the Jews, we were silent. When they came for the next group, we were silent. When they came for the next group, we were silent. And finally, when they showed up at our doorstep, there was no one to, no one to stand with us or to protest. Yeah. It's always like, you know, well, we'll just, we'll just be quiet because I don't really want to pick that fight. Um, but I'll never forget what, to me, it's one of the highest compliments that's, that's ever been paid to me. It was, it was from a statewide leader in public policy. We had him speak at our church, and I don't know if you remember that Sunday, but I really liked what he said, and I thought, man, that is good, not just for, for a pastor, but for every believer. He said, he said, what I love about your pastor is, is your pastor doesn't stay here with the sheep waiting for the wolves to attack. Your pastor goes out and looks for wolves to kill the wolves before they get here to the sheep. Right. In other words, be proactive. Go after, and we're not talking about killing people. We're talking about attacking ungodly ideas Ideology. Yeah. that hurt people. But we can't sit in our churches and pretend like while the world is burning and while uh, Christian ideas are being attacked and while Christian leaders are being vilified, that somehow... Uh, we're just going to wait in the four walls of our church and keep preaching a gospel of grace and love and peace and giving our smiley face buttons out. Yeah. Uh, while, uh, again, the very foundations of our freedom and liberty are being assaulted. We've got to go out. we got to go wolf hunting. Yeah. Uh, and we can't sit and wait for it to come, you know, into our doorstep. Yeah, we're losing our republic. And then we're wondering, oh, wait, what's going on? Why are we struggling in our community? Why is there such breakdown of families and people and businesses? And we're wondering why. And we just sit in our church and keep preach sermons instead of saying, hey, there's some fundamental structural issues of our community that needs fixing. And and the, the, the kingdom of God, the, the Bible offers a solution to these issues, too. You know, it's not like we're just we're helpless and hopeless. Yeah. No, we got the spirit of God. We have wisdom from the scriptures and his commands for us to to uh, advance the kingdom of God. Well, so. and, and I like what you say there, because at the end of the day, it's like, well, whose who's ideology are you going to get behind? Yeah. And um, is it just is everything just a matter of opinion? Is is it like the left says that really it's it's who's ever uh, in charge has the power and then whoever has the power influences their ideology on everyone else and so is the is marx marx's idea really accurate is it is it the is everybody either an oppressor or the oppressed a victim or a victimizer yeah. i mean are we are going to be in this continual battle of classes and races and whatever distinctions that we have all the polarization is that is that really the an accurate view of reality and of course we would say no whose opinion matters god's opinion matters where do we find truth? Jesus said, I am the truth. The scriptures, Jesus, in fact, endorses the scriptures as being the foundation of truth. And I love what the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 5, verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. 
who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In other words, at the end of the day, there is a standard and that standard is the word of God. I like what the, the uh, writer in, in Psalms said, or, or in, uh, in Proverbs said, Proverbs 23, 23. It's uh, uh, get the truth, he said, and never sell it. Get truth, don't sell it. This is where I think a lot of Christians right now are being confronted with a challenge because the issue before us is we know the truth, right? We read it in God's word. Yeah. And that truth is becoming more and more unpopular. And those who hold it, and not just, you know, I love what the, the Benham brothers said recently at our at the banquet we held for Lake County Right to Life. They said it wasn't that we, you know, that, that we got in trouble for believing the truth. We got in trouble for speaking out about the truth. Yeah. In other words, the, the left is more than happy to let us stay in the four walls of our church yeah. and, and, and believe whatever we want to. But if we leave the four walls of our churches and we go out into public and we start declaring the truth about life and about gender and about race and about a host of other issues. Now, all of a sudden, the full force of the revolution attacks you. Uh, and they do that in a variety of ways. Um, they do it through lies. They'll, they'll attack your character, right? Yeah. They'll find some way to create some false narrative about you. If they, if they don't like your message, they destroy the messenger. That's, that's the tactic. Uh, through desensitization... Uh, this was especially helpful to the left when it came to uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, gender, uh, transgender issues. Their strategy was, we're going to bring what used to be considered wrong or immoral or perverted, we're going to bring it right in your face. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we're going to get you to laugh about it. Desensitize you. That's it. right. We're going to keep it so close and on. We're going to keep saying it over and over again. And then finally, you just get desensitized yeah. to it. And they've done that effectively over and over again. The other one is intimidation and victimhood. They get you to feel sorry for whoever it is that disagrees with you. Narrative, they tell a story. Yeah, so that this yeah. this was an actual strategy of, the, of how to embrace, how to get homosexuality fully embraced in our culture today. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You create the homosexual as the victim, and you create the popular culture that doesn't accept their lifestyle as as the persecutor. Yeah. Or the bullies. And then the, we get, yeah. you get you feel sorry for this poor person who's being attacked mm -hmm. for for their sexuality. So that's the whole uh, intimidation and victimhood. And then lastly is vilification. It is the full full blown attack and vilifying of anybody who respectfully disagrees with your position. You are you are absolutely destroyed in whatever way necessary to shut you up and silence, you know, your viewpoint. And so I just want to encourage everybody who's watching, you know, this is not a time for the faint-hearted. Again, I told you, I'm reading um, um, oh, well, a, a wonderful book on uh, on how the Nazis silenced the church. Mm. And can I just say most of the church was willing to roll over, kind of mind their own business, for the sake of the good of the country or whatever, the good of the people, you know, be, be good citizens, Romans 13, misapplied over and over again, submit mm -hmm. to government, government's instituted by God. Uh, and so the, the, the German church, by and large, put its tail between its legs. They hid under the banner of Romans 13, misapplied, uh, and they kept their mouths shut, and they did that out of cowardice. They simply did not want to lose their jobs, they did not want to come against the, the Nazi ideology, and they were willing to literally sell truth um, for 
for what looked like peace and prosperity. And I'm wondering how much of our evangelical church today is willing to roll over to accommodate, to, to sell off the truth or simply not talk about the truth for the sake of what looks like a, a noble cause of compassion and love, right? Let's just love our neighbor. Let's just go along with the narrative. Let's let's just get along, you know, go along to get yeah. along. I, I, I think I think if you if you really have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you listen to the Lord, the Lord deciphers that. You the Lord will tell you, are you doing this out of compassion and love? Or are you just doing this because you want to stay in your comfort zone? I know the Lord tells me that all the time. Sometimes I can't tell. Sometimes I'm like, I'm really fired up about this. Is this really about righteous anger or am I just really frustrated? Is it really about me? And the Holy Spirit will speak to me and say, hey, let's decipher your feelings with, with things of the Lord. Yeah. And I think this is a time for us to really say, hey, why are we doing the things we're doing? Are we really doing it because of a compassion from the Lord? Or are we doing it because of my own fears? And for me, <laughs> probably 90% of the time, I'm acting out my fears and not out of the Holy Spirit. But I rationalize and justify. And I think this is a time. It's a heart check. It's a heart check for the it church. It is a heart check. And who does who? Who wants to pick a fight? I mean, who who likes confrontation? You know, yeah. Um, I mean, you see some of the the uh, the mob activity. You know, who who wants to make a stand and invite the mob in front of your house? Well, let me let me share this. Okay, so you know, I'm not a guy who who likes picking a fight. I'm generally a peaceful guy. You know, I I never pick a fight. If someone comes at me, I get a little fired up. But in general, yeah, I, I'm 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 trying to keep the peace. I understand. You know, blessed are those who are peacemakers. You know, and I'm growing in culture that's not super confrontational. And you know what? If someone, if I'm meeting someone and they're having a, like some of my coworker who maybe had a bad day and he just take it out on me or he just really upset and he just kind of, or, you know, stuff like that. I, I can have compassion for that. I get that. Okay. I understand there's a one, once in a while he's upset. He takes it out on me. He had, a, he has something happen at home. It's a completely different issue if this coworker goes home every day and schemes and plans the destruction of me and my family. Yeah. There's a big difference between someone just, hey, they need a little more compassion, give them practice patience, practice yeah. love, versus someone who goes home and says, how can I systematically, with agenda from the past, yeah. destroy Andrew, his family, his livelihood, his ideology? Because he disagrees with me. Because he, he fundamentally wants to transform me. That, there's a big difference there. If I find out about that, I will not react to that the same way if someone's having a bad day. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think when you, if everything we're sharing here, the summary is there is an agenda. There are plans in place. And ultimately, it's demonic. Yep. Um, but it has it has a, a, a historical label to it. It is an ideology that's come off the lips of men. I believe it's come out of the heart of Satan, but it comes off the lips of men. This is, this is not novel. This has been done over centuries yeah. and over. I was just reading the book of Acts, how the, uh, the people who don't, who couldn't argue against Paul, who couldn't fight his 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 logic, his reasoning, you know what they did? Yeah. They just riot. They get a riot. Well, they, they said, get, yeah, shut up or else. We're mob gonna, violence. Yeah. They practice the same thing. Mob violence. And what they did, the, the leaders are behind this. They look for useful idiots again. Yeah. The leaders are behind this. But they find... They find men of ill repute to go out and stir up the community. Yep. They look for agitators. Obama called them community organizers. That's what they do. They're agitators. They they know how to, to prey on the uh, frustrations and the pain of the people, and they know how to poke the, poke where it hurts. Yep. They agitate, and then they get they get a mob inside it. And when you get in a mob kind of frenzy environment, uh, which is demonic, I mean, it's chaos. 
uh, that's when horrific things happen. That's when injustices happen. So this is historical. This is done over and over again. So for, for me, again, it gives me perspective on what's going on. This, these are isolated events. These are historical um, um, blueprints that's yeah. been used in the past over and over again. And now that's, that's a good word. Implemented. These have been today. well thought through blueprints and agendas that people at the top of the pecking order are working out those plans and they are absolutely using people who who all they can grasp is a slogan and they're all fired up emotionally. They will use those people to accomplish their But achievement. I want to tell you, I'm encouraged. You know why I'm encouraged? Yep. I'm encouraged because I think people in America are absolutely waking up. I think people, I mean, we see we see these undercover video of people speaking these things, things they would never say in public, they would say in bragging in private. The, the truth has a way of coming to the light. Yeah, I think people, um, I think I think the favor of God in America, I think people, we've been praying, we've been crying out for truth, truth, truth. I mentioned, you know, when Jesus taught us how to pray, one example he gave was a, a woman crying out to the unrighteous judge, over bothering him over and over to him to give her justice. Yeah. So I think the cry for America, and we need to continue to cry out to God, like the example Jesus gave specifically and say, hey, give us justice. We want the truth. We want repentance. Now, repentance might have to start with us yeah. in the church, but is that the price to be paid for revival and repentance for our nation? Absolutely is. I will, will, I'm more than willing to look at my own junk and my own heart so that our nation can also come to repentance yeah. and truth be revealed once again. And, and just to clarify, you know, when it relates to our liberties, like I, down in Florida, I'm encouraged Governor DeSantis passed, or is, and the legislature's passing legislation uh, that makes it real clear that the First Amendment gives us the right for peaceful protest. It yeah. does not give us the right to destroy other people's problems. No, we're not talking about so, peaceful protests. Yeah, so, we're so, mob, mob yeah, so we're, yeah. we're saying, absolutely. if you want to take your grievances to the street and you want to march and you want to raise your banners, we should all have the right to do that um, peacefully. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're all for that. Uh, and again, we support the right for others who have opposing point of views to take their message to the streets and to, and to protest peacefully. What we don't support is chaos, anarchy, Violence, burning um, innocent people's stores, destruction down. of private property. Uh, we we are for an ordered uh, liberty, uh, for law and justice in the true sense of law and justice, um, for equal uh, access under the law, and all of these things. So, um, again, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm encouraged. I don't. It's not like the whole the whole nation's going up in flames. But we we do need to pray for America. We need to be well educated as far as. Um, not only biblical truth, but but the the governmental liberties that have come out of biblical truth, and be willing to fight for those and, and understand why they're in place. Um, and and I guess my my heart is, and what I'm saying is, we need to know the truth. But it's not enough to know the truth; you have to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we've got to be courageous. Remember, I shared a couple of weeks ago in, our, in the message on Sunday. Uh, we need brave leaders, and we need courageous cultures. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that should be the epitome of what the church is: brave leadership and courageous culture. Yeah, and I, I think I think I've seen so many more people who are speaking now, who are finding the right platform, uh, who are creating brand new platforms. Yeah. Um, because we recognize that, hey, you know, we have created a system which we're not able to speak. So there's there needs to be new platforms to speak. Yeah. Innovation, absolutely. I love that yeah. about the American uh, system is that. Uh, if we feel oppressed or something gets shut down, then you know what? We'll create our own, whether that's in education or economics or whatever. Um, but we will find a way uh, to fight for the liberty that we love. Amen. I also want to encourage people to you know our words matter. 
uh, precision matters. We don't want to be guilty of inflammatory words on the other side. Um, we do want to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. What peacekeepers just say whatever. It's like the old, you know, feeding the alligator one one bite at a time. You know, um, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. But we are going to strive for peace and unity and the healing of America. And really, that is the the legacy and the mandate God's placed upon the church. So, Amen. any final comments? Yeah, I'm encouraged. I think people are speaking out. I think people are, uh, there is an awakening, as far as I see. There is an awakening. You just need to have the eyes to see, the eyes yeah. to see. And that that is the challenge. I'm telling you, when that kind of mass hysteria comes over mm-hmm. a nation, uh, there were good people during Hitler's Germany, good good Christian people who would be like us, or I'd share our values, that under that demonic wave of mass uh hysteria and propaganda they were sucked right into it and you know the bible even talks about in the last days uh, were it not uh for the lord and protecting of his elect uh that people just get sucked into the delusion and the lie so let's get in the word let's stay connected at our churches let's make sure you're hearing the truth let's make sure personally you're pursuing jesus in relationship with jesus guard your hearts uh and, f- and fill your mind with truth. Shut off mainstream media yeah. and the propaganda uh, arm that it has become and uh, and go to uh, truthful media sources. Yeah, we need our times in the scripture, times with, with the Lord more than ever. Oh, I know I need it. Amen. To discern the truth. Yeah. Hey, so give us your feedback. Uh, we want to hear from you and please share this podcast far and wide. And please go to uh, our website, RJD Podcast. Podcast. Uh, and you can subscribe to that. I get confused because my initials are RDJ, <laughs> but the podcast is RJD, uh, RJD podcast. Ron Johnson Discipleship, and then the, so RJD, and then the word podcast spell yeah. out, dot com. All right. Thank you for watching. Stay encouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep speaking the truth. In the end, truth wins. Have a great week. Bye bye.